Instructions are going by. I'm gonna. I have a short message. I just want to talk about VBS. Um, there is a. Uh, there's some things that happened this week. Um, you've been reading the newspaper. That I want to address quickly, and it really pertains to what's going on around us. We know we had a decision come down from the Supreme Court, and it was very unfavorable for us if you're a believer. But the greatest thing for us as believers is, though they reinterpret a law, no one can change God's law. And it's not going to change. And people ask me, what's next, Pastor? Which, what are we going to do? Well, what we're going to continue to do here at Grace Point Church, we're going to continue to reach people and build community. We're going to continue to preach the gospel. We're going to continue to make disciples. We're going to continue to raise up leaders to touch our city and to plant churches around our nation. We're going to do it through the two things, the Great Commission, go make disciples in all the earth, preaching and teaching and living, and do the Great Commandment to love God and to love people. And now how we're going to do it is how Jesus did it. When Jesus came in John chapter 1, they say he was full of grace and he was full of truth. Not one or the other. It was both. And this is, I notice a lot of us is testing us to make sure where we really stand. Are we truth or are we grace? I just want to give you an example. How many love to go to the dentist? How many of y'all like to go to the dentist? Is it fun? When I used to go, years ago, they didn't have Novocaine. They just sat you there, and they drilled until you smell smoke. How many of you know when you come into the dentist's office, they talk to you? First, they take your blood pressure to make sure you're okay. They talk to you. And then the dentist tells you, you have a cavity. The truth. And in my dentist, he... He breaks out the jazz, and he's still talking to me while he's novocating me. And I'm like, ah, ah, And he pulls the rotten tooth out. Now, it still hurts, but about a week later, it's healed. Him pulling out is grace. Jesus showed up in grace my dentist talked to me before he gave me the truth. And he said, the truth is you have a bad tooth. Grace says, I'm going to help you pull it out. And that's the gospel. It stings when we hear it. But no one can love like a Christian. And I tell some of my partners, make sure you don't get angry at culture. Because we were a subculture at one, at one time. It was a culture. We were a subculture. But it just got real. We have become a counterculture as believers. And here is my take. This is our greatest hour as a church. And how are we going to change the generation? You're looking at every one of them. Do God's power and do God's wisdom. And that's what we do until...
Jesus says it's done. There were interpret laws, but you can't change what was written by our ultimate, most powerful, sovereign God. Amen? Amen. And that's what you'll hear out of our voices and out of our leader's voice. We will preach the gospel. We will teach it. And most of all, we will live it from this day forward. Amen? Amen. So to segue into how many, I got my children here today, and I want, I want to split the room up in half. Can I do that? I want you to do this. Can you guys listen? Everyone look at me. I want you to do this. Because we need power and we need wisdom. I want you to say, you're going to say, I have Jesus. I have Jesus. Hold on to that. Now you're going to say, I have power. Okay, you got to say power. Power. Okay. <laughs> Some undercover brothers here. Okay. Who has Jesus? I have Jesus. Who has power? I have power. Who has Jesus? I have Jesus. Who has power? I have power. I see some adults want to get involved in this. Who has Jesus? Who has power? I can do this for 45 minutes. Our children learned this week, God has power to provide, to comfort, forgive, and to love us forever. There's a scripture I wanted to share with you when we talk about VBS and as adults, because what I just shared with you, we're going to need God's power and his wisdom to live. It comes out of Ephesians, I mean, 1 Corinthians one twenty four. The reason why I had you share that, because it says, but those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the, who has power? Who has Jesus? Who has, who has power? And they're all going home with you. <laughs> Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians. The Jews were thinking they need to see a sign. He's talking to the church. Talking to the Greeks, they need to have knowledge. But they were trying to understand who God is. Intellectually, the Greeks were. And the Jews, was, couldn't, they couldn't figure, fathom a, a Messiah dying on the cross for us. Because they said they hadn't even had written that those who hang on a tree are cursed. And Paul came in the Corinthians was telling exactly the truth that God's expression of his power and his wisdom is God. And all of us need that today to raise our children, to live this life, worrying about our careers. Things are changing. Culture is changing so fast. It's easy for us to get stressed out and not make the right decisions. And as parents, how many feel that sometimes? This is getting tough. But we have a tougher God because we have Jesus. And they have. Right. The word power means this mighty, but it's also a supernatural ability to do things. 
And it also means this, residing in a thing. Paul also says this, parents, and all of us. Now, Christ not just is in a, around us, he's in us. And his power resides in us when we have Christ. And when you have him, that's the one you need to go, we need to go to consistently. When there's tough decisions, when life gets, gets kind of tough, gets kind of hard, when things just seem to be spinning out of control, one thing you know you have Christ that won't spin out of control. And to raise these children, these marvelous, the next generation who's going to change the world, we need power and we need wisdom from God. The word wisdom means skill in the management affairs. Now, children, I want you to say this. I got some skills. I got some skills. Come on, everyone say, I got some skills. I got some skills. Put some soul in it. I got some skills. I got some skills. See, skills. But most of all, it means this, the knowledge and practice of godly and upright living. Having the right knowledge how to live upright before our God. And we do need that as leaders, as parents. Every decision we make is a spiritual decision, and we, need, we do need that. One thing we can't do is rely on ourselves any longer. We must rely on the strength of the power of Christ. It's tough. It's the hardest thing because we try our checklist before we, cry, we try God. And times have changed. And I kind of like it because now everything is black and white. It really is. Either you're living for Christ or you're not. There's no in between anymore because everyone here is going to have a decision you're going to have to make on your job and in a store. Someone will interview you. What do you think about what's going on in the world? And what's inside of you is what's going to come out of you. If Christ is inside of you, he's going to come out. We always say that to our children. If you don't have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. But we must rely on Christ's power. Now, let me tell you how simple this is because I want to tell you how this works. It's a word that we use a lot that sometimes it gets, it gets kind of watered down. The word is believe. To believe. To believe. In Mark chapter 9, Verses 23 and 24, it's a father who had a son that was um, possessed by a demon for so many years, since the childhood. And he was desperate. He met Jesus. I mean, it's a good thing when you're desperate, you need Jesus. He said, and Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for who, for one who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, but help my unbelief. He saw Jesus say, if you can do anything, because I am just in turmoil. Sometimes we're like that. But he says, I ha- he says, anything's possible for those who believe. How many of you have a chance, I mean, have a, uh, you have been here, that you believe, but there's some unbelief. And you're afraid to tell God. He already knows your heart. You know something? He honored that man's unbelief, because he was honest enough to say, I don't believe. I'm having some doubt. How many are having some doubts these days? You want to believe, but it's tough. And as a parent of all time, it's hard. What are they going to go to college? What kind of car are they going oh, well, to Which car am I going to take? They're not going to get a car. They're going to get yours. 
who are they going to marry? How am I going to raise them in the ammunition of the Lord? I believe Jesus, but please help my belief. Belief means to commit to and you put your trust in. Now, when you hear about the word faith, a lot of us get kind of caught up with the word faith. We believe if we have more faith, things will take place. But what Jesus was talking about is what I want to write down. I want to give this to you. Those who have faith will set no limits on, set no limits to the power of God. Those who have, you unleash the power of God by the, of your thinking. Not if I have more faith, but that when you release that, you don't set a limit. Whenever you limit your faith, you limit God. Remember, Jesus couldn't do no miracles because no one believed. If you're going through a tough time, if you don't believe you're going to come out of it, you won't let him in to help you. This is a skit I want to show you because it's not something you just have all the time. You grow into it. Because the disciple says, they were arguing. I can't cast this guy. I can't fix this child. What's going on? And Jesus said this. This one only comes out by prayer. And you know, the most important thing we can do as a parent today is to pray. <laughs> Someone, do you have an answer? No, I have prayer. And he'll, he'll give me the answer. Because power grows out of one's relationship to God in prayer. That's when we grow through prayer. Intense prayer. Some of you had that news on Friday. We need to pray more. Keep, keep going. Because that's how we're going to prevail. That's how these, we're going to open up the doors for these young people to prevail. And how many know that faith is an everyday thing? How many every day? Because sometimes you're like, hey, it is the 28th, and I'm already got bills coming due on the thir- uh, July 13th, and I have no money. Amen. Oh, sorry. Or they want me to send my child to this school and, whoa. And if you have a child in school who plays sports, whoa, whoa. (laughs) So when you become an athlete, you pay a mother back. But first you say, first you give the church. No, I'm just kidding. But what we did, and I love when we pray, A lot of times we're waiting for something to change. And a lot of times they don't change. Not a lot of times. Sometimes. I'm sorry. Let me get it right. But you know what always changes? Me. My perspectives change. And what we want to do, we're going to do a skit that really for all of us, talking about prayer and faith, and believe in God's power for him to release the power. We set no limits. How many interested in that? Because I, I have Jesus. And I have power. Was that loud enough? It sounds like only the kids have Jesus and power. Ooh. Okay, so this whole side. One, two, three. What I have? I have Jesus. And this side, I have what? I have 
What? Give the Lord a hand clap. Okay, on night number two, the kids learned about God has the power to comfort. How many of us need comfort? Okay, so think of some areas that we need comfort. And we're going to do a very, now we're going to do some kids, shh. Don't tell the adults what's going to happen, okay? Because you know, but they don't know. This is a very dangerous, dangerous experiment. Okay? Kids, don't. Shh. So Pastor Rich has to help because it's very dangerous. All right, hold that. Okay, now. Everybody watch this. Okay, I want you to yell out. Now, kids, we did this, and you, you can do it if the adults don't step up. Okay, if the adults don't step up, then the kids can take over. But I want you all to yell out areas that you need comfort in. What are some areas that you need comfort? Yeah. Sickness. Keep going. Adults, I don't, do you not need comfort, adults? Good. We have all kinds of things we need comfort, right? Finances. I'm here in school. Okay. Do y'all think that that when God gives us comfort, that's powerful? Because it seems like it's, even though it's a nice, feel-good thing, it takes power to give us comfort, doesn't it? Well, this water is us, and that it looks kind of dark and messy, right? Because sometimes things just get dark and messy, don't they? But we talked about focusing on Jesus, and when we focus on Je- when things get dark and messy, and we focus on Jesus, something really cool happens. Are y'all ready? Shh, kids, don't tell. very dangerous. Everybody ready? I'm standing back. It's not that dangerous. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm getting out of the way. So when we focus on Jesus during our hard times, something amazing happens. He can't even see to get it in there. See, it's all right. Turn it sideways or something. Oh, 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 my goodness. What happens is now did, did, I know he put a big old piece in there. <laughs> it wasn't that big the other day. So 
All right. Did the water change colors? Sometimes. I know he put a really big piece in there. Okay. The water didn't change colors, did it? So sometimes our circumstances don't change. But God will give us comfort. Okay. Junior crew leaders, come here. Hurry. Get some. Take it out in the congregation and let them feel it. Take it to the adults, not the kids. Take it out there. Take it out there. Take it to the adults. Go around the sanctuary and let them feel it. Let them feel the comfort of God. Woo! Let them feel it. Come get some more. Get some. Get some more. There we go. Is this the coolest thing ever? All right. Thank you, crew leaders. Doesn't that feel cool? All right. That's good. Right there. Good job. That's good. All right. We also talked this week about need and want. And we all decided that everyone needs Jesus, right, kids? Does everyone need Jesus? But if you want him, that's your decision. And we talked about that. If you want God's comfort in hard times and our nation needs God's comfort, it's up to you whether you want that. He's willing to give it to you. But you have to want that. If you want to waller in things and just let be uncomfortable, that's up to you. But when you want Jesus, he's there because God has the power to comfort. Amen. (laughs) That's a big piece in there. And we have comfort because I have. And when I have Jesus, I have. That's what it's about. To believe. If it's for you the first time. Surrender your life to Jesus. If you already know who he is. Totally surrender everything to him. Wow. Someone's going to get in trouble for that carpet. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Anyway, let's, can we just pray? And then we're going to um, go back. We're going to go into um, prayer. And parents, we love you. Thank you so much for having your children out here. But we know how tough it is to be a parent today. And that's what this word's all about. Jesus is the power and the wisdom of God. God decided to touch earth with his only begotten son. Not just for salvation, but for upright living. For the power to better to make the right decisions in our daily life and the wisdom that's beyond our years. He's our resource, but really it's not about what I want, it's what I really I really need him to make it in this life. So I'm just gonna pray for you in these days coming. And because you guys are already awesome, because look at these children. Father, I thank you again this morning.